0: Welcome everyone back to another edition of Cleve and me, and man, oh man, I am still. I don't know if I'm running out of fumes still or feeling great about it, but Monday Night Raw was awesome. It was in Chicago at Allstate Arena. Uh, that's where I'm going to start tonight. Me, my brother, and um, Ebad, our buddy, were there, and we sat on the floor. Um, they a lot of people rated it one of the better Raws of the year, so we had excitement all over the place. And that's where exactly where I want to start tonight leading up to WrestleMania is Monday Night Raw because they fooled us a little bit, Mr. Cleave, uh, before I bring it in here and you get talking. But all of a sudden, you know, I saw the CM Punk come back and I waited till he came out to make sure he was actually there. I don't know if that got me fooled a little bit. thinking Stone Cold Music played the start of Monday Night Raw. And for about 10 seconds, I thought he was coming out. And then once there was a little delay long story short kevin owens comes out to his music dressed up as him bald everything does a phenomenal phenomenal job of um acting and being like stone cold and you know making fun of stone cold himself because they have the ko show and maybe more coming up in mania but uh cleve what was you know what was your reaction to that open the opening of monday night run how the hell we doing my man i'm
1: doing pretty good actually day out here Um, i actually got to watch Raw this week because it was in chicago and it was on the cbs sports app crazy story i was gonna really watch the bulls game and i saw raw was on it's like bulls and raw picked raw so that was really exciting to see but i was really i was it was kind of funny seeing kevin owens do that actually play play the crowd because it seems like you know from watching the video the crowd was hyped when the glass broke And then it's just Kevin Owens out there. And then watching him miss the beer toss was also hilarious. So I really like the direction this feud is going right now.
0: Oh, absolutely. The direction of this feud is one of the better ways of going about it. You, you don't drag it on too long. It's not the episode right before mania. You get a great outstanding person like Kevin Owens to really carry Stone Cold to mania because he's not appearing on our TV sets um most could he show up the raw before or after sure um but i know one thing he's going to be at wrestlemania whether there's more is to be determined but you know ko his whole career has done um many good heel roles and this is just another one that like i said he got me i mean when his music went on and then he was in the ring and then the music went on again and he starts laughing and then he pours the beers on the guy and drops the beers trying to be yeah, just make light of the situation and um, called Stone Cold the son of a bitch. And it was it was just awesome to s- see. Uh, that was one storyline that popped it off. I'm going to jump into a couple more since we're right at it and attacking the day um, in great fashion here. Later in the episode, we're there. Um, by the way, good wrestling the entire episode for the most part. Of course, when they do the 24-7, two-on-two mixed stuff, that's the only down usually. The rest was all up. And I'm gonna bring it to Austin Theory versus Finn Balor at first, thinking, all right, we'll get a good match. Then Pat McAfee rolls out. Um, you know, mess- he's on the commentary. He's, you know, Corey Graves is kind of against him, saying, "Hey, I don't want to have to do double duty again." Pat McAfee's like, "I'm no bitch. I have to fight this battle." You know, gives a little suck it, DJ, you know, he's messing with Austin Theory. Austin Theory ends up losing in a, a roll up to Finn Balor, and he is pissed at McAfee extending that storyline. I love Pat McAfee, so i automatically have some bias here. But, Cleve, I think for – it's not – Pat McAfee, yes, he is a celebrity. Yes, he was an NFL player. Um, he Yes, he's a millionaire. But he is in this business for a bit now, whether it's been announcing his Adam Cole feud, what have you. I don't really see it as celebrity versus wrestler like with Knoxville and Sami Zayn or um, Bad Bunny like last year. And you know, anything like that. I see this as a young announcer with a lot of pop versus a young talent with a lot of pop. And I'm I I dig it. How about yourself?
1: I definitely agree. It's like when uh Jerry King Lawler used to have wrestle matches wouldn't call that a celebrity match, you just call it a wrestling match. I agree. McAfee, um the last time I saw him in the ring, I believe it was the NXT um war games I believe, yep. that he put on that phenomenal performance and you're right he's he's on there every week so it's not like this guy that just shows up every few weeks so it should just be considered a wrestling versus wrestling match and honestly you know if McAfee were to win this this could move him maybe away from the announcer table and possibly inside the ring you never know I mean. Like you said, he's not doing this for the money. He was a former NFL player. I think he played for more than five seasons. And from FanDuel,
0: he made millions and millions.
1: (laughs) So it's not about the money to him. It's obviously about the love of the sport. So, he, you know, it's a lot of ways he can go. I will say I did love Corey Graves being sort of the heel commentator, you know, telling me, like, chill out. You know, I'm not trying to do double duties and this and that. I would love to see. Corey Graves, and Pat McAfee on the... Just one night on the same commentary. I feel like that would be golden to see, to hear.
0: And honestly, I think we've gotten it at a pay-per-view or two in some matches, maybe SummerSlam and WrestleMania. Um, but don't forget the... And I was listening to the radio today. The go-home episode for Raw last year, the go-home episode last year of SmackDown, they were um doing virtual fans still the fans came back on wrestlemania it this is a big these come home shows and after shows and we'll get to another um storyline and why it will be even bigger than the rest of them but they are going to make it huge uh i guarantee these last you know friday uh coming up on smackdown then monday they said roman and brock will be on there then the friday we get the go home smackdown and boom saturday sunday mania with the raw to follow it's going to be locked and loaded. And I am interested to see – I my gut feel, just because I watched the Pat McAfee show – and by the way, let's get him an entrance song. Uh, he's He even wants one of those. He said he made a few pitches, but uh, it hasn't quite worked out yet. But I would love to get him a song. And number two, um, I listen to him a lot. I don't know if he's going to do this. And I think what we'll, he'll announce for a couple more years, um, because it's always been a lifelong dream of him to A, B, in WWE, B, announce C, have a match. And that's all kind of happening. And it's going to be unfortunate because uh, a lot of people love McAfee that don't even know him that well, that just know him from watching wrestling. I just, he's not your Corey Graves, um, you know, tooth and nail. He has his own radio show uh, Monday through Fridays. He is involved in FanDuel. He, he has a wife where um, he probably want to be starting a family eventually. So I truly think if I had to guess, it'll be a couple more years. Um, but I'm going to enjoy every second of it. And I hope he does have that rivalry with Corey Graves. So that's number two. What three. Now we're going to move on to the rest of the Raw storylines. Um, because honestly, I feel like Raw lately has been number one outside of Roman and Brock uh, on SmackDown, which is surprising for a lot of people to hear. But if you've been paying attention for the last about few months, you might agree with the same. But that's here nor there. Cleveland number three. I'm going to let you start with it before I give my two cents. And that will be Styles and Rollins. Obviously, we're in the main event. We've been dealing with Seth Rollins trying to get into Mania. First signs of him being upset were the loss to Kevin Owens, uh, before the loss to Kevin Owens. Then he gets the match to try and replace him against Stone Cold. He loses. This Monday. He's interrupting Raw. You know, he's he's coming out random times, coming out during matches. And then eventually the management gives him a match against Styles. A loser uh, winner replaces the other and goes against Edge. While well, Edge comes out and hits AJ with a chair, carrying their feud along. And here we have it. Rollins says it's bullshit. He doesn't have anything going on. And he is just pissed. On top of that, to make a long story short, Cody Rhodes officially, yes, officially signed his multi million dollar contract that includes many things with it. And just like you saw a couple of hints last week, you saw him this week with the way Rollins walked out. Are you, is this too, is this too obvious, too slow? Is this the right speed? And, you know, with social media now, it's hard not to get all the hints of who signed, who doesn't like what Cody Rhodes is. Are you feeling, Because I'll tell you right now, I texted my buddy the other day. I think Seth Rollins potentially is the face of WWE these days, almost. Potentially. Do you see and like what is happening uh, with it so far? And that's, you know, they're not giving any hints at Cody Rhodes besides some small things in the shows. And what I mean by hints is saying his name at all.
1: I agree. Well, I know, it's a lot to
0: take in. That You got the Seth Rollins side and the Cody Rhodes side.
1: So I will say first about the main event on Raw. It's mind-blowing to me how we have two great competitors, AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. Before Edge interfered, that was a really great match. And yes. you to think that the WWE has that where they can just put on two guys on free television, basically. You know, just any type of, you know, a random Monday, something like that. And it was a really good match. Um, Edge interfering was the right move because they were – be no sense for Seth to face Edge the story is between Edge and AJ and let's keep building that to main. and you couldn't have
0: a clean loss
1: you couldn't have a clean loss it protects both guys from from basically a little damage to their characters another thing that surprised me was the amount of times that Seth Rollins got to say bullshit on TV I was really surprised I, You know the first one slipped I was like all right maybe they didn't censor it but then they censored the second one and then just after that you can just hear him say, this is bullshit, this is bullshit. So I kind of like a little bit how edgy WWE is getting, especially... And McAfee
0: said, bitch, quite a few times over the past couple weeks.
1: That, that that surprised me, too. I was like, damn, bitch. Like, literally just loud on the commentary. So I kind of like it. It adds a little... It adds more intense to the storyline, and it just shows Seth Rollins' passion at being at Mania. At one point at the end of Raw, I thought Cody Rhodes was going to come out. They had a little little moment where he was just walking around the ring, you know, all angry and said, I'm not going to leave. And I'm like, man, that's the perfect time for Cody to come. But I think they're doing a really great job of letting it build up. You mentioned social media. You got spoilers out here. People just like, you know, spoiling stuff or, you know, just leaks. Just like like in sports. Yeah. You know, sometimes this sucks because, you know, we do like to be surprised sometimes, but I think they're going to be did the best they can with, with the multiple leaks that's been happening from, um, from sources and whatnot but when this match officially happens this is going to be a really good match and last point i do believe Seth Rollins is one of the faces of the WWE. where i believe that if brock and roman were to take time off him and aj styles would be the two guys you would feel comfortable with carrying your world's champions
0: yeah and i just saw a random comment today actually even by rick flair who said he even he was talking about AJ Styles. I mean, he's crazy these. He's a little older. Great guy. We love you, Rick. But he was saying how AJ Styles hands down better than Daniel Bryan. Said so I don't I don't know why how that sparked combo for him on whatever podcast he was doing. But AJ Styles and Seth Rounds are definitely up there. Your parents raised a douchebag. Oh, that McAfee man. He was he's been really hammering at home with making it a little more edgy. But speaking of edge and sticking with the task at hand, I do like um, that he's heel on AJ's face. Uh, I wouldn't want it the other way around. They could have easily done that, but I think it's perfect. We're getting, you know, the cynical side of edge that people haven't seen in over 10 years, because you forget when he came back, he was face uh, right away with Randy Orton and he, everyone loved them. So this is the first real heel moment and tones is rooting for edge. I'm actually pulling for AJ styles. Cause I usually just go the face way more than the heel way. Uh who will you be rooting for in that matchup?
1: Oh oh man, this is uh
0: it's a tough one.
1: This is a really tough one. You have two great athletes. Uh I'm gonna go with AJ. I think that AJ has paid his dues, you know, teaming up with almost. You know, he sort of haven't had a direction. I think that him winning at WrestleMania will propel him back into the main event picture. So I would love to see AJ get his WrestleMania moment. I don't think yep. he uh won. He lost against Randy that one year, correct? Oh yeah, I said I was
0: at there WrestleMania thirty-five. I believe
1: yeah. Shane also pinned him. Don't don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure Shane beat him too at Mania. So,
0: and then he lost to Undertaker in the cinematic match. Yeah,
1: so, hey, besides the one with Shinsuke, AJ really hasn't had that defining Mania moment. So, I think him going over Edge would be the right move.
0: What did he do last year? Did he? Oh, he was in the. Uh, was the he tech- in? Yeah,
1: yeah, the tag, yeah, that's why you don't even remember. It. That's that's
0: right. That. Well, you brought up almost, we'll go there. Um, you know, they're making him oh, as a beast. He, he and you brought me to my point. Rumor has it Bobby Lashley might be showing up this Monday, and there you go. Um, if that were to be the case, number one, do you think it's a good idea? Number two, who would you like to see come out on top?
1: First, um, Hey, This is a great idea. You have an experienced veteran, Bobby, who's actually a, a former collegial wrestler. So he's actually pretty good in the ring and almost is a little green still. And you have a veteran that can sort of help him out. But at the end of the day, these are two giant of a men. You won't see a lot of, you know, flying and it's now you'll just see a lot of hard hitting maneuvers from these guys. So I think this will be a really good match as much as I love almighty. I, I think almost should go over. I keep I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but I think he should go over just because he's the younger talent and WWE has been building him up as this this giant of a man that's monster. So it would only make sense for him to continue his winning ways into Mania.
0: I would not mind that, but I'm going to disagree because I would say, you know, last time we saw Lashley, he was partially injured in that, um, you know, match with, uh, why can't I think of where they're all locked in the elimination chamber, excuse me. And, you know, uh, he had the title before that and all of a sudden it changed. Now, if you have him lose, it's a quick feud, he'll bounce back pretty good, but I could, man, raw is, is pretty loaded. I could almost see Bobby, you know, trying to get back whether what they do with the unifications of the titles and all that will be interesting is we don't have much more news on there right now, but we'll continue to follow that. I could see Bobby wanting to get into that picture um, pretty quickly, and if he loses, it might take him a step back. But then again, Omos, he might want to try to find his way into the championship picture. Whoever wins that match, you could totally tell one will be going in the right direction um, versus the other. So I'm very intrigued intrigued to see how that outcome um, does end up, and I do agree that's the right person to pick from because I forgot about Lashley a quick minute. Not that um, he's not good or anything. I just simply – with I didn't think he'd be a part of this WrestleMania. So I thought they'd give Omar some, maybe some like, you know, last second, like a Goldberg or last second, like a a young guy who just really has no chance and it's not too believable. So I'm happy they got where they did. Speaking of getting to somewhere, because I don't really know how they're fully going to play this thing out with Bianca Belair, but after Becky Lynch's killer promo on Monday night, She's kind of talking like, hey, you're hurt. You ain't going to be at Mania. I put you down. Anybody that's going to stop in the way. We know Bianca and Becky's happening. Um, would you say be- Bianca shows back up this Monday?
1: Oh, yeah. This is the go-ahead to Mania. They're going to pull everybody's. The main people are going to show up on this wall. And um, we're going to get, you know, probably a little battle between them, little punching things between them. but." This is also another thing you mentioned. Raw has been on a, a fire lately, even with the tag team division. I'm pretty sure we're going to mention Arcade, bro. Oh, we are next. And Good uh, segue. We already talked about the United States champion, Finn Balor. Even though he doesn't have a match, there's still a possibility. And the
0: of Does the Intercontinental title?
1: The Inter, uh, They haven't announced anything yet for that. <laughs> but uh, Also, even the women's tag team. I know we were talking about the Becky and... Bianca but I just want to touch on the women's tag team because they're finally getting that's on the list, list as well teams. Um, and I like the tag team of Naomi and Sasha they're looking really good you also got Natalia Shayna Baszler pretty not a you know not a team you thought you would see but you know two hard hitting women in that too Carmella and Queen Zelina who I kind of huge fan of and uh, what's the last tag team that's in that match
0: it's Man, uh, Liv Morgan uh, and Raya Ripley
1: so, so you got eight phenomenal women in this match, and it will actually make people pay attention to the women's tag team. Me and you've been on the show multiple times talking about just how useless of a belt it is, but that's really good to see them actually doing something with the women's division. Now back to the Bianca and Becky thing right here. Yep. Definitely, Bianca's definitely going to show up to Raw. We're probably going to have a little scuffle between them two. But that is going to be a really good match. And I hope that match ends up on night two instead of night one. Just because I believe Charlotte and Ronda has night one.
0: And they're both actually locked into night one. And uh, the closer for night one is Stone Cold and KO. So um, there's a lot going on in night one. They are saving Brock and Roman for night two. But both women's matches are night one. And so is Stone Cold KO. All right. Okay. Yep. And then... You also hit on the last couple things we're going to touch a little transition because SmackDown's involved in women's tag team, but we'll start with the men's. I love, shush. I absolutely, I was, I, I didn't like Elf Academy at first um, because, you know, Otis went heel. He got out of heavy machinery, Chad Gables and they, but they have done so, so good together. I need to give them a lot of credit and, their heel role is working. We just don't like them because we don't think they're a good team. We dislike them because Otis kicks ass and stays quiet. And Chad Gable annoys us all with, thank you. Shush. He just has a, a great way to get to people. Everybody loves RK, bro. We're just waiting for Randy to eventually mess that whole thing up. But he's not right now. as they're sort of the champs. And then you have the Street Profits who, you know, Cleveland, I think I remember you talking about at one point, you know, how much we love the Street Profits, but you know, they're they're always happy. They don't really need the titles. They kind of got that New Day-esque. I see a little more edge and heel side out of them lately, which I'm digging. Um, I don't know your thoughts on the three teams. Uh, I would like to know who you're going to be rooting for, and uh, do you notice that with the Street Profits?
1: I actually did kind of peep that actually when they came out and attacked Riddle. I was like, oh man, these you got two faces in the heel, but to see them beat up on Riddle and to see Ford hit the frog splash is pretty dope to see. If we're asking who I'm going with, I like Alpha Academy. Um, I think I said it last week. like the Street Profit, but they held the champions enough. RK, bro, was really cool, but like you mentioned, you know we're kind of all waiting to see what Randy eventually does. Does he turn on Riddle? But I really like Alpha Academy. They're a true tag team team. Um, Otis doesn't really talk, but a big, heavy dude. Chad Gable finally gets the chance that he deserves. He's actually really good in the ring and not bad on the mic. So I'm rooting for Alpha Academy in that, and maybe another tag team would get added. It seems you know we got a four way women's match. Why not you know possibly get that for the men's?
0: Yeah, and the uh, going to that women's tag team partners. We transition over to SmackDown, then close a little bit of AEW. Um, I. Really hope that Sasha and Naomi do come out on top, but man, I their woman the tag team division. I mean, uh Selena and Carmella are good together. Could are they singles competitor? Yes, but they're they're working tag team. They're functional. I think Liv Morgan and Ryan Ripley. You you could play that thing off for a bit too, and then because he finally got rid of the boat. Like, pff, come on now, the dude drops the Nikki Ashes. Now that they're out of the way, um, Bailey, I did also hear. I wanted to bring her up. Her injury is ending. I don't know. I, you know, I hate to mention because she's not even involved in this. But since I brought her up, what I would love to have happen, if possible, is Bailey show up, either Mania or the SmackDown after, and get involved in the um, whole Charlotte round Rousey thing. I'd rather have that than her her being the Becky Bianca. Let's say you.
1: Oh, I definitely Well, She's definitely going to make an appearance after Mania. You know, they always save the big surprises. Um, I would like to see, because, you know, if Charlotte does retain, you know, I love Charlotte, but I would like to see a new champion. Why not let Becky go there and let Bianca enjoy an actual long title run? And then even if it's Ronda that wins, we have never seen Bailey and Ronda in a match. I don't think a lot of us ever thought we would. So let's have them go at it. I think it'll be a smart choice for her to go back to SmackDown
0: instead of heading over to Raw. And, yeah, because, you know, let's say, yeah, we'll do predictions next week, but, yeah, I, I think SmackDown's the way to go because I think Bailey will be very long. And, honestly, I would like to see Bay. I, I love Bailey as a heel, but I think she can come back as a face just because you could really uh, top in you know, the scene of Charlotte, Charlotte's always a heel. And then Ronda has gone back and forth, but uh, I I would like to personally maybe see a little bit of uh, her face side, come back there and then see what happens. I think Asuka too, obviously is still lingering out there. Nobody really knows Um, as I think if she came back, it would make most sense for her to come back to raw because that's where, um, you know, she was on last and had the title and all that good stuff. So I think that would make the most sense for that, but that's just rumors and guests getting me getting us a little bit of ahead of ourselves as Tones will be joining us for a few minutes shortly. Um, that before he does join us, I do want to talk some SmackDown because then believe it or not, he'll be here. We'll close it a little AW and get out. Um, you know, Brock has been really doing a good job of messing uh, with Roman at the Usos. He's smiling. I having fun. Tones posted to us today about how he was the first one to congratulate uh you know the the guy who's coming over from real wrestling who is a two-time I believe national uh national champion and uh, again I I don't know why but I was uh blanking a little bit with his name right there but he will be on the way soon uh that's Gable uh, Gable Stevenson. He's working with Vince McMahon, Triple H, Paul Heyman uh, to work on character development, and, and they say he's going to really get a big pop. So I we called it a long time ago saying how good Brock and Roman is. People were thinking, oh, we really need a number three. Yes, it deserves one because it's that good. Not all battles do. This one does. You know, I just, I just find myself falling more in love with Brock Lesnar by the week.
1: I agree. His new character – well, just the switch between Roman and Brock, just before I go into Brock – I was watching um, the young Roman. I was sort of on Peacock last night, sort of watching some old wrestling. And it amazes me how far Roman has came from the guy that looks like he wasn't ready for the top spot. Vince was forcing him down. He couldn't cut a promo to save his life. And now he's considered the best guy in the company. And the same with Brock Lesnar. Just two years ago, Paul Heyman was cutting all his promos. Brock just come in and whoop people, you know, just whoop people's ass and disappear. But now we get to see a whole new personality of Brock Lesnar, a funny side of Brock Lesnar, and I'm really an enjoy- I'm really enjoying it. I know a lot of people are too. And to, even though he has that funny side, it's still the old Brock Lesnar in there. So, I'm I really love how they just switch both guys' characters.
0: Yeah, and you know, you look at everything that's going to be happening uh at WrestleMania, the two-night uh stupendous event. You you got so many great characters like Roman, like Brock, like all these guys, and uh, I brought up the celebrities a little bit, but I will say, I like last year they did Bad Bunny. I don't count McAfee. This year they have Knoxville and uh, Logan Paul. You, to me, Knoxville deserves it. He's been the uh, little bit better of a character. He's been more funny with Sami Zayn on social media. That deserves it. Little disappointed in Logan Paul. I get it, the draw. Um, he's probably going to bring a good crowd to him. He's been waiting for his time. But I'm um, when it comes down to the two celebrities, and I'm randomly just saying a couple random things before tones comes on. I am digging Mr. Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn a lot more than I am Mysterio's versus Paul and Miz. Where do you stand on those two celebrity oh, yeah. matches? I mean,
1: the Sami Zayn and Steve, uh, o right?
0: Uh, Johnny Knoxville.
1: Wrong person. I think that's way more interesting. Um, I don't care for Logan Paul. Pretty sure you probably don't care. A lot of people yeah. really don't care. And he's paired up with Miz, which a lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't like. So yeah, it's like one of those. Yeah,
0: and, and you know, it's great. You know, because Miz always brings the best out in the heel team. Last year, him and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho, dun, 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 dun. and you know, he had it. They. they he moves the needle mids, but I, you know, Logan Paul, um, he's a big draw. He's a big name. Of course, that's, um, you know, they're in Dallas, Texas, huge stadium. I mean, pfft, if you haven't seen that facility, just look at images online. It, It's, it's just massive beyond belief. So, and it's too nice, but I, I would have left it at, um, I would have thought I would have been fine with just one. And then, uh, like I said, I do not count McAfee because he has proven he's much more than that. Um, and that's just one of my, Joey's, random thoughts. Cleveland, in terms of, we talked about a little bit, you see an IC title. Ricochet, though, um, between Ricochet, the New Day, the Rich Holland, Seamus Butch stuff, Happy Corbin, I they don't probably need it because they have so much going on at Mania. But one thing I would like them to tighten up uh, starting after that is really putting more um, United States, they've done that. Damian Priest had a good run, and he'll be fighting uh, Finn Balor most likely. I think the IC title, right after it, Ricochet should hold this title for a while, but not just hold it like Shinsuke did actually defend the title uh, quite often, because that's why I feel like they lacked over the past couple years.
1: I definitely agree. I think we've talked about this multiple times, how the middle card pitcher sometimes just gets shoved in the background. You mentioned Damian Priest has had a really successful run, but on the Intercontinental Champion side, it's sort of been a little dull. Um, I think Apollo Crews was a champion before uh, Shinsuke won. And Apollo Crews, you know, we were all excited for it when it first happened, but then he sort of went on a dud run. Shinsuke,
0: He's still on a dud run.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Apollo thinks got dropped back down the main event. Shinsuke, I don't know what the hell was going on with Shinsuke. I don't get why he wasn't defending the belt. I think him holding the belt for so long and not defending it really be valued how great the intercontinental champion is. Hopefully, Ricochet gets a successful run and we actually get more people challenging. Let's get Sheamus back in the Intercontinental Champion picture. Um, Yeah. see. um, Jinder Mahal is over there. Yep,
0: there's another one you could do. Let's have a Battle Royal.
1: Or something like a number one contender or something to add more spice to the Intercontinental Champion. Hell, you know, at Mania, surprise us with a ladder match for it if you have no real direction for the Intercontinental Champion. I just feel like have a lot of single guys you shouldn't just be keep shoving them in the tag team division to fill your tag team division you need to fill your middle card division to make the intercontinental champion feel like a stepping stone to the world champion which is actually how it's supposed to be the next level to moving up in the main event picture
0: well speaking of main event as i bring in tones here um you know cleveland it was funny we kept seeing where is Veer? Where is Veer? Well, we finally got a date for him in the commercial. And that was April 4th, uh, the Raw after May. But we saw him fight. Uh, Tones, as we bring you in here, um, we're, on your boy, we're on your boy Veer right now. I know you were a fan. You were on your feet when he came out. Uh, uh, before we get into your stuff, I haven't. we haven't talked about it yet, so I'm going to start with you. Veer, do you see a good run coming, or is this one of those trendy guys they like for a little bit and sad to see he'll fall off? Thanks
2: uh, for inviting me. I thought my invite got lost in the mail for <laughs> a minute. You know, I, I, I put out a search warrant for my invite. I thought Cleve might have made it off tones because I was pressing too hard, but nonetheless, gentlemen, always a good time <laughs> to be here. And Honestly, the thing that confuses me most when it comes down to a guy like Veer is the fact that they are putting him on main event and he has not appeared on raw yet. And it, it, it rubs the fans in person the wrong way. Uh, fans who attend a show, because you know, this is a guy you're hyping up. You're saying he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. It takes months and months and months. And then you go to a show and he's on main event. And for those unaware, main event, isn't what it sounds like. Um, it's really for the guys who don't get a lot of airtime or the superstars, who, um, you know, can't find their way to Raw, SmackDown, or NXT for the most part. So to me, my biggest concern with the Veer thing is putting him on main event before Raw. To me, that is not a good sign for his career, because if he was that ready, if he was that polished, if he was ready to rumble right away, I feel like Veer would have been here by now. Um, One good thing is they're saving him for the day after WrestleMania, One bad thing is they announced that they were saving him for the day after WrestleMania. The element of surprise would have been good here, especially with how long it's taken for Veer to get here. I think people will be um, half and half on his character appearance and his in-ring performance. I'm, or I was at least a fan um, after watching main event. It it couldn't really sway me one way or another. And uh, yeah, I, I look forward to see what he can do against real competition.
0: Yeah, because one place I give him credit, he did lose a decent amount of weight from when he was with Jinder, so he has gotten in a better shape. But I wasn't overly impressed with his move set. Now he did face a Jobber, um, so not a lot to go off of there. But you know, a lot of throwing into the ropes, a lot of uh, some body slams. But I feel bad that he's debuting the Monday after because with the rumors going around and stuff, I he's gonna look like. not yeah he might he could easily get lost in the shuffle so hey if he does put on a good performance if he does step up and it's key where they put him in a character i hope they just don't keep him i liked it when he was a part of the stable at first on his own right now is risky unless he just kills it so that will be seen there uh go ahead
2: and the shitty thing about it is real quick the fact that they already announced him for the Mania after Raw or for the Raw after Mania, excuse me, it would have been a cool excitement if he was a surprise appearance there, given all the other talent like you said, that's expected to show up or return to in-ring action. So to me, they had a chance of making Vera surprise. You know how cool it would have been for, you know, not saying this is gonna happen, but a guy like Cody Rhodes to be out there or another guy they bring in or who returns to the ring. Then all of a sudden, Veer's music drops and Veer just pumbles them or something like that. Now everyone's expecting Veer to appear. So interesting strategy to me to announce that he is going to be there April 4th. Maybe it's a little,
1: you know, just to make fans look forward to it. I do understand why you would put him on main event because you probably want to see the crowd reaction to him just to, you know, see will they feel him and stuff. So, you know, main event does serve his purpose. Cause they used to do it back in the day on house shows where they were debuting a new character and they'll try it out on the house crowd. So, but I'm not gonna be hundred percent honest. I don't think Vera's gonna. I think it's gonna be a flop. I just, I just don't see.
0: No, I'm sorry. to say, <laughs> You hyped
1: it up. This. You remember what was that guy name? Um, the one that was Gronk's friend. That, um, Mojo Rollins. Mojo Rollins. Do you remember the Mojo thing where they cut the little thing from him and he disappeared for a while, like?
0: Well, that's, and that's why I asked the question and not to cut you off, but that's what it's between. And we've seen it, I think with the Raleigh, but then we've also seen some good, it's a mixed bag.
2: Remember too, when we did this last, I brought up that the last time somebody took to debut the song was a lovely lady superstar and she got released or went back to original gimmick shortly after. So you. (laughs) Where's Nikki
0: Ash? So hopefully
2: to, <laughs> hopefully like they goes. take out the H and add an extra S to the end of her name. Oh, Maybe she goes back down to NXT. You know, that seems to be the new
0: part. rebrand her like Mandy Rose.
1: There you go. That's I like that decision. But yeah, I think Vera's gonna be a flop. I just I don't see the hype behind it. It's not like people were already rooting for him when he was there anyway. They just remember him as the guy with gender. So I just don't see it and, happening.
0: And hey, I believe I I I, I can't wait to see what happens. I wish we had more time to talk about it, but we don't. Tones, would you like to give your uh, news right now, or would you like to talk a little AEW first?
2: Yeah, so um, I'll give my two interesting tidbits of information Please do,
0: because I know you'll be locked and loaded with the damn report for, by the way, folks, YouTube WrestleMania show next week. You won't want to miss it. Tones, go ahead.
2: There's a lot of moving pieces and rumors in the WWE and AEW right now, so I didn't feel like it was quite appropriate to give a full damn report just because i want to give accurate information and i don't want to mislead the audience and whatnot so there's a lot you know a lot of rumors and stuff going on right now but i do have two it's a spin of the damn report we'll call it the what report today but i got two questions for you fellas actually First one, I don't know if you guys have talked about it or seen the breaking news from earlier today, but Wrestlemania will actually be in movie theaters. Um, You're actually able to see Wrestlemania in movie theaters. Uh. Yep, pretty cool, right? I was going to ask you guys, what's your thoughts and feelings about that? The WWE announced today that uh, Wrestlemania on April 2nd and April 3rd will be live in movie theaters, so if you do not have cable, if you do not want to buy a pay-per-view you can you know get some hot buttery popcorn get an icy and uh you know enjoy yourself at a movie theater watch a mania
1: is it uh like all movie theaters or what's the is it they a-
2: announced a- it like it was going to be a worldwide thing and or at least the united states you know
1: thing for me i think theaters. that's i think that's really cool especially genius you, know, you want to do a little date night or something with the lady get her out the house take her to the show you know popcorn <laughs> Movies expensive, but whatever, you don't look for that on a date night, but I think that's pretty cool to see. That's something cool.
0: It, and, you know, I, I agree at first, i I'm like, oh, but Hey, that's another way to get people out there. It's another revenue maker who doesn't like going to the movie theater, getting a popcorn and a drink like Cleveland said that way you could actually get more people who don't even care about wrestling it. Cause it gets them out of the house. It gets them somewhere. So I'm in, now, the only thing I don't like, they waited so long. People are not going to know about this, uh, unless you're close to the situation. To me, the marketing scheme was a little poor, but I'm intrigued by it. I I, I would say it's intrigued. Well, I do it? No. Um, we're going to have a little WrestleMania get together on the Sunday. Uh, the Saturday is a little busy, but for Brock and Roman, we're for sure going to have something going. Would I do it? Probably not, but I love it. Um, you know, say someone just go to the theater and they're one of those people that just pick a movie right off of what they see. Maybe they'll stop in. So I'll give it a thumbs up. What else you got, Mr. Tones?
2: Yeah, well, I, I agree with both you guys. I think it has more pros than cons. And I do believe we've seen it once before. I'm, I forget really? the fight exactly. I think it might have been a Pacquiao boxing match against okay. Mayweather or it could have been McGregor. Mayweather it was a big money fight though so it definitely gives the impression that Vince thinks that Wrestlemania has what it takes to you know generate good revenue at the movie theater so that's a good sign if you know you're a fan that's hoping for a good Wrestlemania I would like to think that since booking it this close to the Wrestlemania like you said Joe I think that that's a really good sign because I think that he thinks it could do good numbers and if it's this close people might go see it now Switching from Vince McMahon to his old rival or now his old or new friend or whatever you want to call him, Cody Rhodes' name has been popping up a lot. And I've seen a lot of videos or quotes resurface about the former WWE now, uh, you know, probably or guaranteed future WWE superstar because Slice Wrestling, who's never wrong, reported this past weekend that he is signing a big money deal with the WWE and it comes with a lot of incentives. I've seen an interesting quote floating around from Cody Rhodes. I want to say two or three years ago, and I want to see if this says more about Cody Rhodes or the Khan family in your guys' eyes. And if they're running a shady ship over there about two years ago, he had a press conference and I've seen fans split on it. Some people are saying, well, this means Cody's a bullshitter. Some people are saying, well, this means the cons are full of shit. Roughly two years ago, Cody Rhodes pretty much said, I see myself as the AEW um, vice president, executive vice president for the rest of my career. I want to be there for the rest of my life. Um, He says he doesn't think it would work in any other promotion for him, especially the one that he left before hinting at WWE. And he says that he thinks, you know, the cons would make it work for him to remain in AEW in the executive vice president role for the rest of his career. Now we know that the cons pretty much stripped that role from him, causing uh-huh. him wanting to leave AEW. at the same time. He did say he's seen himself being there for life, but it was in a different role than what you would have now. Now, do you guys blame the cons more? And do you say that this might affect business for them in the future, the wrong way, you know, all their big potential stars might not sign there because they've heard stuff like this now from Cody Rhodes. Or do you think that when Cody Rhodes shows up to WWE, he's going to have some superstars being like, bro, you were full of shit. You know, you were always all about the money. You never really thought AEW for life. I'm interested to see because Twitter is truly a split reaction at this time.
0: I think Cl- it's, go ahead, please, please.
2: I think it's a little bit of both. I think I've also said I think I said that
1: too, or is that I don't think a lot of people would be happy to see Cody just because he bashed WWE for so long, you know, saying we're gonna put you out of business. And now, you know, the money's looking right, he comes crawling back. So it's definitely people that are gonna judge Cody for that. And can you repeat the comments on what was Cody about AW again?
2: Cody pretty much said that. He was going to stay AEW the rest of his life because he loves the current role he's in, and he envisions himself in AEW growing within the role he's in. And he really couldn't see himself in any other sort of role less than the executive role that he held.
0: Oh, uh, well,
2: that's a little confusing. A little. I mean,
0: here's how I'm gonna. Here's how I'm gonna. So again,
2: real quick, here again, pretty much, Cody Rhodes is on camera at an interview. And what the bottom line was pretty much, will you be with AEW for the rest of his life? And what he says is, given the current role I have being an executive, I can't see myself wrestling for anybody else, especially the promotion I left once before. Wow. Oh.
0: Yeah, so and if you want to see that as hypocritical, you could easily see that, or you could see it as you know the constant fully give him what he was looking for. I first off, I want to say a comment going off that. I know Ronda Rousey especially now she's only one person, but she did say yesterday how much she's looking forward to seeing Cody Rhodes. And there seems to be a lot of excitement in the locker room that has nothing to do with your question at hand, your question at hand. I believe it's simply this. The cons have never ever experienced a full locker room in any capacity like this, you know, you're growing a new business. Football is different. You get a team, you know, how many men you need on that roster. When you start AEW, which defied all the odds from first getting off the ground to becoming a good company, to becoming a sustainable company, to becoming a competitor to WWE, a lot of great things, but they've never experienced a full locker room. And I'm not talking about money even. They have money to keep doing what they need to do. But at the end of the day, to grow your profits, to grow your show, sometimes you need to make tough business decisions. They just simply didn't have these decisions for the first couple of years, A, for contractual reasons, B, the company wasn't big enough. Now you have a lot of star power. You have a lot of things going on. And a Cody Rhodes, who one day seemed as the god of AEW, he didn't fall off to the point where he's like a mid-carder, but he went from the god to another great star in that locker room. And I feel like co- co- Tony grows more confidence running this boat uh, as time goes on. And a business decision – not hating Cody Rhodes, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And I just think at the end of the day, he never expected to be in this situation. And now that he is, this won't be the only tough point. And this won't be the only guy that goes from AEW to WWE. And I just feel like that's where they ended up at the end of this. And they just feel like he didn't need to be a lifer for, uh, the success to be there. So I'm gonna put it a little bit more on the cons, but not a bad reflection on the cons. I just think it's business.
2: And you know, we're seeing this a lot around sports lately as a business being a business. We've seen, you know, one year ago today, if you said Tyreek Hill would be on the Dolphins, Devontae Adams would be on the Raiders, and Freddie Freeman would be on the Dodgers, people would laugh at you. Those guys are viewed as lifers, especially uh, Freddie Freeman and for the most part, Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, given, you know, some of his problems and whatnot, that's another thing, but he was a hell of a player. Now, you know, this is where the wrestling blends in with sports more, you know, people, you only got a certain budget, a team's only got a certain budget. It's thank you for everything you've done for me. Thank you for all the production you've done. But <laughs> if I could get you out of here and get some money in my pocket, well, uh, sadly, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to use that money on other things because, You know, a team like the Packers and Chiefs tied up all the money into Mahomes and Rodgers. AEW's tying up all their money into assets elsewhere, and they'll happily, you know, sacrifice Cody for other guys. Is that the right thing? I I don't think so. I think that Cody Rhodes uh, was the integral part to starting AEW, and I think that it's a little disrespectful to him that they would strip him the title that they once sounded like guaranteed him for the rest of his life.
0: Yeah, and... I wish we had even more time to talk about it because it is so interesting. And, I, you know, they dropped the subtle hints, Tones. What did they say on Monday With Seth Rollins came out? There was a subtle hint because the week before. Oh, I,
2: according to uh, Corey Hayes, and he um, has uh, Powerbomb Productions Twitter account. So, you know, they tweet about wrestling news and whatnot. He said that right away that he noticed that Seth Rollins does the exact thing that, cody rhodes usually does when um he comes out during his introduction um i, I we were there we didn't have the best view at the this no we didn't. didn't watch raw replay yet so what that is i'm not sure of it but i I trust Corey's word 100%, and this isn't the first hint we've seen either. We've heard them make em- remarks like, you know, American Nightmare before and things of that sort of nature, so they're dropping hints. It's kind of like when Bray Wyatt's puppets used to pop in the background.
0: <laughs> you know, I know you don't have much time here, but I wanted to ask you one sports thing real quick, and the other thing, I actually heard a, on Bray Wyatt uh, today from a source that when – this is random as heck, but since you brought up his name, I'll say it Alexa bliss. When she turned on Wyatt at mania, the next night, Dana Brooke was supposed to, they were going to call her sheened. So there was the fiend. They were going to call her the sheen and have her be the new sidekick to Wyatt. Now Wyatt says he won't fully confirm it. He thinks it was more of a video game storyline, but very random. I don't know how they landed on Dana Brooke for that. Um, I'm almost kind of glad that didn't go through because it just sounds a little messy. Uh, Tone, before you get out of here, though, I got to ask this since my Indianapolis Colts finally got a quarterback. If you were going to trust, just like we do in the, we ask about Roman and Brock right now, just like we talk about, um, you know, any of the top stars, what star are you trusting more going into next year? Matt Ryan on the Colts or Dak Prescott in the Cowboys? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you raise your head, Cleveland. You're talking about a cool MVP, former MVP who has done, been there, done that, and he had actually been to a Super Bowl. So, yes, I'm asking this question. And
1: down what? Blew a 28 to three point lead in the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's a great quarterback to pick this up. This ain't basketball.
0: This is a 56 man team. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, here. I- a, you know, this is a tough question. And uh, oh, could Look you repeat it one more time, the exact wording of the question?
0: Matt Ryan and the Colts, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Who are you installing more faith in to make a run next year? And I know there's other factors. Um, You know, you could say the AFC is tough. You could say the Colts division stinks. You could say the NFC stinks. Um, But who are you going to trust more? Are you going to trust Dak uh, Dak Prescott more to help his team out more things next year? Are you going to trust Matt Ryan to do that?
2: Well, Both teams seem to be buying faith into their guys being able to do what they do best because the Cowboys got rid of their number one receiver and the Colts um, didn't really add any receivers or tight ends to this point in free agency. So both teams, both coaches, both GMs buy into their guys 100%. Now, what do the fans think? What do people like me think? I think this, and this is just my personal belief, um, I think that. Dak Prescott and Matt Ryan are both, um, you know, when they're both on their game, I think that they're both top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think that they will both help their teams um, do the next thing at the same time. Um, if I'm not lying myself, I think that both head coaches need to perform better this year than they did last year. And I think that the head coaches could be a hindrance. I think that Frank Reich, he loves Matt Ryan, so this is Frank Reich's time. It's, you know, his time, and I, I buy a lot of faith into what the Colts are doing. I like the Colts to win the South. I like the Cowboys to win the East, and I think that Matt Ryan is the difference of why the Colts do win the AFC South. So for this season, I'm going to have to say Matt Ryan pushes the envelope for the Colts more, but what Dak Prescott has done for the Cowboys in his career to this point has been phenomenal. And um I think he's underrated. He he could make better decision making and clutch time and whatnot, but I, I think that's underrated, but to, to answer your question for this season, I think Matt Ryan pushes the envelope more for the Colts.
0: And notice I didn't bring up Brady because they just got a loaded roster again. But Cleveland, I know you're chomping at the bit since I brought up sports. We haven't done it in a while, so you could attack for a minute.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say attack, but you know, I mean, it's it's not the same Colts team that choked at the end of the season to the Jags. Would you just switch quarterbacks out? You went from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan, I mean, you know. That's I, an improvement. It's, it's a step It's a step in the right direction. But I think that, you know, we did lose Cooper this year for a trade whatnot, but we still have C.D. Gallup's out for a while with his surgery. So I think the Cowboys slightly will take a step back, but I still think we will win our division. Our division is not that good. Especially I, I would agree. The Giants being fourth place again. <laughs> But if we go. I think they're at even right now because we lost Gregory, and that was huge for our defense. So I think we're both on even playing fields right now. But I think Tones made a very good point. When they're on their game, they are top ten quarterbacks. I hate when people disrespect Dak like he's just like a Jimmy G or
0: something. Did you hear that? Apparently, Amari Cooper called him the white version black, of Kirk Cousins yeah, or black, I heard yeah, something black like
1: that. Kirk Cousins. That's. <laughs> Yeah, apparently that's and, what causes the issue between them. But.
2: And you know what what, what's he try, What's Amari even trying to prove by that? um be, You know, because it's like obviously Kirk Cousins is getting paid, so teams have faith in him. And Dak Prescott is his own dude, so you can't really compare him well, to me. Right? Saying to like
1: Kirk. Let's be honest. Kirk Cousins is a middle tier quarterback. He can win you games. He's a he's a solid quarterback basically he's not good he's not great he's just in between so i think it was a stab at Dak and you're just the average guy you don't deserve this much money but i think Dak's got a chip on his shoulder that playoff loss still hunts me a little bit to this day just how it ends and i know Dak's gonna use that as motivation
2: for next season so Let's go Cowboys. Thing, Kirk Cousins is still a top 16 quarterback on this earth, right? You, you, on the earth, not I in the it. NFL, but you look around and you, was, sometimes we don't realize that like these guys who are starting are the best at their positions on the earth. So it's uh, like, Let's not, let's not go there. Some guys,
1: is, let's not, let's
0: not say that. <laughs> no, are no there. quarterbacks,
1: there's some quarterbacks that just have it be uh Tyler Heineke, he was not the best quarterback the Washington could have found but
2: he was their starting one last year he's he, a- he's he's one of the top whatever you think of him he's a top 40 quarterback on the face of the earth he, he slings the football
1: okay he's now a- you say okay top 40 but when you say like you know all of the ones that start no, are you know
2: they're not I, you. I'm saying Kirk Cousins he, you know I, you you take the top 25 26 quarterbacks in the NFL And you say those guys are the best on the earth. And then the other guys are great too. They're top forty guys. But at the end of the day, none of these dudes are terrible dudes. That's why I don't really get the slate to Kirk Cousins he's trying to make, because at the end of the day, Kirk Cousins is making more money than he is in a top sixteen player on the face of the earth. Like Cooper was top at one point seven in his position. I mean, the
1: wide receiver position is pretty deep, but Cooper's right up there with some of the best receivers in the game. So I mean, you know.
0: Well, hey, folks. And, you know, I, I I would love to keep going with this, but we're coming up on the top of the hour and the end of the show. Tones, I, you could give your final rebuttal to that and send us off into the distance for yourself, my man.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, Cooper is a guy. <laughs> I knew who, he was
0: going to continue.
2: Cooper <laughs> is the guy who takes plays off. He creates <laughs> locker room problems. So, you know, as, as much talent as he has. Is it really worth having him on your roster? I mean, you look at guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Michael Gallup to this point in his career. These guys are guys that you don't hear about in the locker room. They show up to work with their briefcase. They they go on the field, they do their thing, and then they shut up about it. They're happy with whoever the hell their quarterback is. I mean, Gallup had how many quarterbacks that one year in Dallas? Uh, Mike Evans started his career with who? He had Mike Lennon. He had, you know, Jameis. He had all these guys.
0: All these knuckleheads. Oh, well, Cleveland, you don't get a rebuttal man. here. Tone, and, Tones, I'm going to throw you this way, throw it in there, otherwise I'll never get it in. If you had to put $50 down, Cody Rhodes, this Monday, WrestleMania, Raw after Mania, $50 down.
2: Raw after Mania.
0: And you can continue whatever you're saying and close your <laughs> – I'm
2: just saying, man, it, it, you know, some guys are Madonnas. that hurts their value. Cooper's one of those guys. That's why – all the Cowboys were able to get it was a fifth fifth rounder for him because other teams see that. Anyways, with that being said, <laughs> um, thanks for having me, fellas. Um, again, you know I, had, I
0: got that cheap version for an hour.
2: Yeah, well I had begged, <laughs> I had to beg my way onto the show. Today.
0: That is not true. You didn't even throw with me a bone of a like on social media. That's oh, actually, good, you just did. You just did while just you're sitting here.
2: Just did. Not while recently. recently Geez, you're, you're disgusting. But um, <laughs> again, thanks for. Uh, Heel
0: tones. Thanks
2: for sufficing in my begging, letting me on the show. You guys could follow me on Twitter at Tampa Tones. Keep up with me at the Bucketeers and Cardboard and Cracker Jacks and all our other things. I saw too. Armchair
0: just post a schedule. Uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Tampa Tones. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh cleveland for you 50 dollars down this monday mania roster mania for cody rhodes and close us out
1: this monday i think it'd be dumb to have him show up and i think it'd be dumb to carry the seth rollins no match until mania it's just not very smart but i want to end this show with saying thank you to all our followers and listeners that tune in every week like joe mentioned wrestlemania is coming up this is probably the best time to be a wrestling fan Why not go fire a peacock? I've been checking out some old WrestleMania matches. My personal favorite is WrestleMania 17. I will argue to my death that is the greatest WrestleMania card by far of all WrestleManias. If not, don't believe me. Check it out. And lastly, of course, have to say this, Myron, even with all these moves that your guys, your team, the Giants are making, your quarterback is still Daniel Jones. So you will finish (laughs) fourth in the division again. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, man. And we love to see that. Hopefully we get Ryu on next week. Don't forget YouTube WrestleMania predictions episode. We look to have uh, Alex from row seven who joins us, Mr. Tampa tones, Ryu and more, and then hopefully get the great Mr. Mark Dykton, um who helped us out a couple weeks ago. Tremendous person who's interviewed a lot of great wrestlers, including Mr. Cody Rhodes. But for that being said, God bless. Good night, y'all and be safe.